back to do a, like a pop culture rant episode. This one about how people treat Harry Potter, the character, specifically. I feel like this week has just been like, I never thought I would ever see Vlad- Vladimir Putin standing up for J.K. Rowling. <laughs> okay. Um, so, like, I've always, there's been a couple times that I've, like, done an episode talking about this issue specifically with Harry Potter, with how people treat him, and um, then deleted the episode because I always go back and forth about putting anything out there about Harry Potter anymore, considering the fact that J.K. Rowling goes on transphobic tweet threads that probably have harmed trans people especially since there's like five bazillion turfs in England most likely because of her um to promote like whenever there's a new Harry Potter project coming out I don't want to be a part of that in in any way but at this point like everyone has been trashing it this week and I've been talking about this aspect of it more and I just like want to you know want to get it done and talk about it and I feel like this is one thing that is that isn't discussed that much when people talk about like all of the different ways that J.K. Rowling is a horrible writer and wrote really harmful things in her books um and that is the experience that it was reading those books when you were someone who is living in an abusive household and watching and reading this series where nobody ever saves him from his abusive household. And like that's not even something that people even like really bring up a lot, which like boggles my mind, but I suppose that's like the difference that if you aren't somebody who went through that, I guess it's easier or you or you just don't think about it from that perspective, I suppose. Um, a friend of mine that I made on from social media, she loves Harry Potter, so I've talked, but she also, she, the only time she makes content about it now is, um, talking about all the harmful things in it, which is pretty much the only time you should ever bring it up at this point, and, um, I was telling her, like, how horrible it was reading those books And, like, waiting for them to save him from having to go back to the Dursleys. And how, like, demoralizing it was reading every single book and it never happening. And she said to me, like, she she said, like, I never even considered that. Like, I never even thought about that before. And I was like, yeah, that's the big problem. Um, It's kind of it's so indicative of course of JK Rowling that I feel like she made Harry like this abused kid to give him like a a super sad background so that he would just because she was going she was it's like a trope of like the um chosen one kind of thing that when you have, like, a chosen one character, usually that character has, like, a horrible life before they suddenly are bestowed with this, like, power or this really important, like, service that they have to do, like, picturing, like, you know, Luke and, like, Rey in Star Wars, things like that, 
Um, and it just makes sense. Honestly, everything with J.K. Rowling is, like, usually the laziest decision. Like, she she comes up with the laziest names for the, her characters. Everything is just to make her life as easy as possible, honestly. Um, so I'm pretty sure that she just wrote it in that way. Like, had the Dursleys be so awful to him to so that he would be a character who would want to leave and go to like this magical world because if he was like you know Dudley or a normal kid who had like a good family even like a somewhat mediocre family background um, when some random person shows up and says that you're secretly a wizard and to join this like other world that you've never been to before if you have like friends and things like that you might like be like uh I don't know if I want to go with you what the hell are you talking about but you know not say hell because you're 12 years old but still like the fact that he was abused made that easier because he was like desperate to escape so when somebody shows up to save him um everything's good but like she didn't actually write him as an actual abused child like she clearly did not think about like any of the implications of what that would mean or like what kids who are in that environment would feel reading her books because if she had she would have I think she would have changed that um because it made me not like her books and it made me like think less of her um like I've always felt like I felt like for a long time like I was ahead of the curve when it came to not liking JK Rowling because I didn't like her when the books were coming out because of this reason um there's characters in the book that I was supposed to like that I didn't like because of this like um and by because of this I mean like the fact that nobody ever fucking saved Harry from his abusive family like what is the point of all of you and like reading that so just like a little backstory about my own history with Harry Potter because I was an older fan um like I was not someone who grew up with it because I'm old (laughs) uh in 2001 like Thanksgiving of 2001 when the first movie came out um I went with one of my friends I was a junior in high school and um I went my mom got me like the Harry Potter the first book um because I was going to go see the movie and it looked like something I would like uh and I read the first book in like a 24-hour span (laughs) Like, we got out of school early that week because of Thanksgiving, and I read it basically all in one day. And, like, I remember finishing the book at, like, 9 a.m. or something, and, like, my friend coming to pick me up to go to the movie, like, an hour after that. Um, it was really fast. (laughs) But anyway, so that was when I started reading those books. And so when I started during that time, um... The Goblet of Fire was the last book that came out. And uh, so I read all four of them as fast as, like, teenage me could read them. Like, I can remember, like, getting my mom to take me to, like, a local bookstore and getting 
the book and like reading them super quick I remember that I like couldn't find a goblet of fire in the store so that I like so I like got it from like my school library or something like that um until I got like my own copy because I really did really love like a lot of those books for a while um but the thing with reading those books especially because when I was that age when I was like 16 17 when I like read all the ones that were done at least until or the phoenix came out which didn't come out until I was in college sometime um I I was living with my mom and I think my dad was living with us for some of that too and so like I was living at home with my abusive and controlling parents and it really I wasn't I don't think I was I wasn't really aware that this is why I did I didn't like JK Rowling before other people like started not liking her like um was but this was why because I don't know how I can explain like the feeling of reading those books and like every single book waiting for like the moment to happen where one of the other adults like steps in and takes Harry in so that he doesn't have to go back to the Dursleys and every single book I would get my hopes up waiting for it to happen and then every single book at the end it wouldn't happen and I was just and every book that went by where that didn't happen it just became worse and worse and worse like why is nobody saving him why is nobody doing this and like um and it's me as this kid that's fucking abused the last thing in the world that we ever want to read in a in like a story like this that is set in like a world that is has similar problems to our world but like it's a world that somebody else made up like the whole part of the whole purpose of of making things like that is that because you're in charge of what happens in this place you can decide like you can fix things you can make things better and like if and it's like almost wild the fact that the wizarding world is supposed to be like this wonderful place that is better than our world but they don't have like a magical version of CPS and like they don't even need that like the thing that's ridiculous about that is like you have magic you could very easily have taken him out of there like you don't need you almost don't need CPS as much when you have when you live in a magical world where people can do spells to help get kids out of like away from those parents and make it where the parents can't find them anymore just through like doing certain spells so it's like why would you not it's like all of these things exist in this world she spent all of this time like setting all of this stuff up but like this thing like creating some sort of agency that would help kids that are coming that have like bad homes get out of them much less like the star of your entire series instead of forcing him to go back there all the time it's just 
horrible and especially when you're going through that yourself and the thing that was horrible the worst about it and the the reason why I say that I don't think that she ever considered what abused kids would think reading that and that it because I think if she had she would have um you know gotten her shit together before the last book and came up with the excuse that she did is that like because she did that because she nobody did that nobody helped him I didn't really trust like any of the adults in that series like and it's definitely not what I'm supposed to be feeling and by that I mean like I don't like Molly Weasley at all not at all (laughs) I didn't like her when I was reading the book she there were some scenes where she was nice to Harry but I didn't really like her The dad, Arthur, was a little bit nicer because, but I think that's honestly because he wasn't around as much. Like, there were a lot of scenes with Molly when he was, like, at work or whatever. And it was kind of endearing how, like, how excited he was about parts of, like, the muggle world in the books. So, yeah. But, um, I didn't really like her. I was never super into the whole, like, one big Weasley family thing. And you are absolutely supposed to want that. Like, the entire reason why Harry and Ginny and Ron and Hermione ended up getting together is because so they can all be, like, part of the Weasley family. That's the only reason (laughs) any of that happened. It's the only reason why she, like wrote that god-awful epilogue that she clearly wrote probably when she first started writing those books and never changed it and never like changed the trajectory of the characters in all of those years which is not exactly the best thing to do like when you're writing a huge story especially like that you should kind of let the characters guide you where they want to go um but instead she did the opposite and forced them to go a way that um was kind of weird Harry and Ginny will always be super weird I, that doesn't make any logical sense but anyway um, no, I'm not going into that but the thing with th- so when I was reading the books pretty much the only adult that I trusted was like Remus serious kind of but like because of his situation he was always in a difficult position and it was kind of one of those things like because of everything that happened with him I wasn't sure all the time if he was actually going to like you know be there for Harry like the way that he said he was going to be and things like that um but I really liked Remus because the year that he was the and their teacher he was actually doing things to help out Harry and he like had he had to keep it a secret about everything with Sirius until he could finally tell him at the end just to protect him but he wasn't really one that was like not telling him things and with and especially with Remus the main thing is that like he had reasons as to why he couldn't like why he wasn't involved more with like trying to help him get away from the Dursleys and things like that because of the whole thing with him being um a werewolf made all of that a lot more complicated 
And especially because the school, like, kicked him out, or, yeah, the school kicked him out for being one after one year. Um, but, like, he was somebody who was actually there for him and helped him and, um, didn't try to, like, you know, sway him one way or another. Was just trying to be good to him and take care of him. Um, and so I really liked him. And, like, Hagrid was also sweet, but, like, I, I don't know. He was an adult, but I don't see him as one of the adults just because he's just Hagrid. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Like, he has, like, those weird side stories about, like, him buying dragons and things like that. Um, so, but, like, all of the other adults in the series, I didn't ever really like as much or trust. Because I see them all seeing him be abused in the way that he is and nobody steps up to help him and it's like it's a very it's extremely mixed messaging is the thing like how like how do you you're telling me that this world is better than the other one and you're telling me that these all of the all of the teachers and things like that at Hogwarts are all really nice good people you're telling me that the Weasleys are good parents, that they care a lot about their kids and they care about Harry and blah, 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 blah. Um, but then you, but then they clearly see this happening and they don't do anything about it. They don't even try. They don't like ever even bring it up to him. They don't say anything at all. And it's, so it's like, how good can any of these people actually be? If they're if they all know that Harry is being abused at the Dursleys and they do nothing about it. <coughs> Sorry. Um that's the thing that was like so demoralizing as the books went on. Is that like cause like the thing with like book series like this where like the kids are the ones like narrating the entire thing, is that like it makes sense that there are certain things that the adults may not know about um, just because they're not there. And kids, like, know when there are certain things that adults shouldn't find out. And it's kind of like a way for the author to kind of skirt that line that, like, if the adults, for whatever reason, don't find out about something that's going on, then they don't have to, like, you know, make, like, any big decisions about that situation until they want to. But the thing that was so awful as the Harry Potter books went on is that, like, more and more people were commenting about him and the Dursleys and him having to go back. And so the more adults you have knowing what it's like there and that they keep making him go back there anyway, it's just, like, it makes them all look horrible. And it's like, why wouldn't any of these people step in? It doesn't make sense, even within, like, the context of the books. And, like, I know that you may be thinking, like, oh, but J.K. Rowling said that he had to stay at the Dursleys because of the whole thing that his mom's death had, like, magic that was protecting him. I'm going to go off on a tangent about that. That's like a little bit of fandom history about why I think she said that. But just before before I do that, the thing about that is like 
this is just like a great example of how J.K. Rowling is such a fucking boomer. And I don't even know if she is a boomer. She basically is, even if she's not. Of, like, the kind... And I say that because boomers are kind of known for um, trying to justify, like, abusive things. And, like, not really... Not teach... Treating children as, like, people. You know? They think that, like, beating their kids is fine. And things like... Just as, like, a stereotype. Um... Because, like, God, because there really is no good reason as to why nobody would ever have, like, stepped in and done anything. And the main thing that I'm trying to say here is that the whole thing with the magic thing is, this is something that Harry's mom was doing to protect him. But nobody actually asked him what he wanted to do. Like, nobody... This is his mother. This is his life. Like, this is his mom. This is his family. This is magic that is supposed to be protecting him. They know that how horrible the Dursleys are. And no one... Dumbledore, McGonagall, the Weasleys... All the other teachers' names who I can't remember right now. Hagrid. Nobody who could have known about this. All the people in the in Order of the Phoenix, even Remus, my fave. None of them ever came up to him and asked, Hey, so your mom died. So if you stay with people that are related to her, there might be some sort of magic to protect you. Which is why you were put with the Dursleys. But now that you're old enough and we know what how horrible they are. Do you want to stay there? Like do you want to, do you want to use this magic of your mom's? Would you rather not stay there? And just stay with somebody else because they treat you so horribly. That there's no point in staying there. If, it, if they treat you less than a human being and re-traumatize you every time you go there. So like wouldn't you rather... Would you rather just stay with somebody who just knows about the magical world where you don't have to hide it? Like, you don't have to lay in the bushes outside of an open window every day listening to the news because you're terrified that Voldemort is killing people? You could just ask to watch TV. Um, Nobody ever asked him that. Like, this is about his life. It's his mom. And nobody even bothers to ask him what he wants to do. Like, newsflash to J.K. Rowling and everyone else who thinks like her, children are people. Like, I know that may be shocking, but children have their own thoughts and opinions about their lives. And, like, the absolute last thing that you can do, like, the bare minimum, bare minimum you could do for a kid that's being abused is ask them, do you want to leave this house? Like, do you care that your mom might have some sort of protection or would you rather go somewhere else? And it's especially, like, ridiculous because there are things in that in the series that happen when he's there that it's like, whatever magic might have been there clearly wasn't doing that much. <laughs> because, like, he gets attacked there... Like, they, like, 
in the second book, they, like, literally put bars on his windows and keep him prisoner there. And are trying to keep him prisoner so that he can't go back to school. In the third book, he has to go on the run after, like, exploding on his aunt and is a fugitive when there's another fugitive out there that they that they're worried might run into him serious and like like he gets and he gets attacked by dementors when he is in in the beginning of that book as well like there's always people showing up at the dursleys attacking him and it's like if that is going to happen like the dementors were going to attack him no matter where he was at the beginning of the third book because that's just they were going after him but and like the other people that like tried to show up to hurt him would have done so anyway but like if but if he was at even even if he wasn't at like the Dursleys or the Dursleys even if he wasn't at like the Weasleys um even though we see in Goblet of Fire that Hermione and him can sleep there so they clearly have enough room for them at their house and Harry is fucking rich, so he would, so he, maybe the Weasleys would actually let him give him money if they let him stay at their house. They could have, he could have helped them with, like, money things so they weren't having to struggle as much, but whatever. And so, like, my point of that is that there, in Goblet of Fire, you see them staying at the, at the Weasleys. You see him stay at the Weasleys in the second book. So it's like, you know that they have enough space for him, but even if it wasn't them, like, he could have even stayed at, like, her with Hermione's parents for the, like, couple, you know, months that in between the school seasons before he would have had to gone back. Because even though, like, Hermione's parents don't have any magical powers like the Dursleys don't, they're not horribly abusive, they're really nice people. And if, like, the Dementors and stuff attacked or whatever, people tried to attack him there like they did at the Dursleys, they would, like, he would have Hermione there, who also is someone who knows how to handle herself. And more of the fact is that her parents know about what's go- somewhat what's going on in the magical world, and they're accepting of it. So they wouldn't be, like, sitting ducks like he always was at the Dursleys. Like, every time he was there, it was like, they weren't part of the magical world at all. They didn't know anything that was happening. They didn't even let him watch TV or even talk about the magical world at all or anything like that. So, like, when these people would attack, it would always take a while before anyone would find out what was going on because he, because they weren't connected. Like, if he was at, like, for instance, like, Hermione's house and people attacked, like, they could have they could have called to contact people like in the order and tell them what was happening so that they would get help faster but that can't happen at the dursleys because they hate the wizarding world and refuse to even acknowledge it as its existence until they have no other choice and so it's like there already are things in the book that like before we get to the last book where she comes up with that reason that contradicts the idea that he was somehow kept safer and like also, before I talk about, like, my little idea of, like, fandom history about why she said that, like, why she came up with the excuse, the excuse is also the most, like, gaslighty, like, victim-shaming 
shit you can say to somebody who's being abused. Like, the whole thing of, oh, these people that treated you like garbage, treated you less than human, forced you to take care of them, harassed you, like, like, at one point wouldn't even let you, many times during the series, wouldn't even let you leave the house or your room or anything at all. Um, they secretly had a heart of gold and were actually secretly protecting you. They just didn't want to say anything all this time. Are you kidding me? Like, the whole thing of, like, oh, your your abusers actually aren't that bad. That should never be a trope in media at all. And especially shouldn't be a trope in, like, children's media. Just... It's the worst idea in the entire world. It's so damaging. Especially because it gets in victims' heads. Like, it gets in our fucking heads. Because, like, we already don't want... Like, we don't want the people that are hurting us to be doing that. Like, I really wish people who aren't... Who have never been, like, through abuse. Especially if you've never been abused by your own, like family like your parents or or siblings or whatever I wish they would understand like how long it takes you and how hard it is to like finally like admit to yourself that these people are abusing you that they're like hurting you and they couldn't they chose to do that and they could stop but they won't stop like some of the hardest stuff is it's so hard to like realize that because you just want any other option you want it to be like maybe I just did something wrong maybe I'm just a horrible person you know maybe maybe they're secretly not that bad like they'll be that's like the whole story of how people end up staying in abusive relationships longer right which is like super ironic considering that JK Rowling is a fucking raging turf because she experienced domestic violence and sexual assault with within a relationship so you would think that she wouldn't like perpetuate such harmful stereotypes like this but here she is doing it but like that's like the thing that keeps people stuck in abusive situations whether it's with your family or um with a friendship with a a romantic relationship whatever it happens to a job even whatever it happens to be the thing that keeps people there is because You'll have, like, a day where the person that's abusing you will be nice to you. And you'll be like, maybe they're not that bad. Maybe I'm being dramatic. Maybe things will be okay. And then you're like, no. (laughs) And then they just go back to being how they were before. But, like, those few moments happen. And they, like, give you, like, this moment where you're, like, it's, like, those moments that make it where you can, like, try to hang on and try to make it work longer. Uh, It's the thing that keeps people trapped. And, it like, when people talk about trauma bonds, like, I want to hurt the people in spirituality that made trauma bonds not talk about it like not what it is. An actual trauma bond is when somebody, like, does love bombing, which is, like, the way that that phrase should actually be used. Like, people use it way too much right now, but... Love bombing is something that you only use when you're someone who's abusive because you're like giving, you're giving, you're being really nice to someone and giving them all of this, um, attention and being really nice and, and 
like being great to them and it can only be in an abusive situation because it's part of a cycle that you're nice to them for a while and then you are abusive towards them and then you'll be nice to them for a little bit and then you go back to being abusive that's like the cycle of how a trauma bond is created where you feel like you can't live without this person because they'll be sometimes they'll be nice to you and you'll think okay maybe like maybe they'll just stay like this maybe they won't go back to how things were and they always go back to how things were when they were horrible and then you're stuck with that person that's being horribly abusive again and then they'll suddenly start acting nice again right when you're about to like lose it and leave and you're like what the fuck that's exactly how that happens and so like I don't know why she would write like a plot twist that is meant to see be seen as this like great thing in the last book where that happens like why would you ever like why would you make like your main character who's a fucking teenager dealing with the entire weight of the world literally um almost feel bad for not wanting to be around people that have abused him since he can remember because secretly they're actually protecting him boo lord um but and but the other thing that I kept alluding to was about like fandom history stuff so like I said, I've been a Harry Potter fan since 2001, and um, there was, like, a fandom term for the years between when Goblet of Fire and Or the Phoenix came out, because it was a really long gap. Like, I don't even know how long it was, because I don't feel like Googling it at this point, but, um, like, in 2001, 2002, I think I finished, um, I think I read Goblet of Fire in 2002, and... Um, that series, and, like, that book was the last book in the series that was out in 2002, and Order of the Phoenix didn't come out until, like, 2005, I think, and so, and it was already out, so it, so it had been at least three years, but I think it was longer than that between those two books, and the reason why I bring that up is that, like, what does fandoms do when there's, like, something happening like, when the books are still coming out or a show is coming out, but, like, nothing has happened, what do you do? You speculate about everything to death. And especially because of how Goblet of Fire ended with, like, Voldemort coming back and, like, you know that the story for the rest of the time is going to, like, ramp up. So, like, fans were spending, we were spending a lot of time speculating about what we thought was going to happen, like, what we what we how we thought that they were going to stop Voldemort um we used to talk about if we thought like people who were would talk about if we thought like Dumbledore was going to die or like if Ron was going to die because he had like you know because the whole thing of the fight that they had in Goblet of Fire um like a lot of people were worried including me that they're going to have him die as a way to like almost um to almost prove, like, his loyalty in a way. Like, that's, like, a trope that happens in media. Like, if you've ever seen BBC Sherlock, like, they had, they, like, revealed Mary's, like, bad history, and then, and she, like, shot Sherlock, and then, like, literally the next episode after that, she dies protecting him, 
that's like a thing that happens. So people were talking about that. We were talking, we were speculating about a lot of things, like everything. And this was before social media, which sounds wild to talk about, but pretty much nothing of social media existed then. Um, like Facebook didn't come out until like 2005, I'm pretty sure. And so there was like, and that was when it was only for people who were in college. Like you had to have like a college email address in order to even sign up. (laughs) But like, yeah, so this was 2002. There was like nothing like that around. So like the ways that like the fandom at large would kind of interact with JK Rowling and ask her questions about things that we were interested in was there were like fan websites. There was one called like Muggle muggle.net that probably still exists today and like back in that time it was such a huge fan website that like they started having like these they would have like kind of question and answer sessions where basically people would send in a bunch of questions or they would ask questions that they knew a lot of people were wondering about and then they would like write up the article on their website and that's like how how we like had access because we didn't have you know twitter or social media or anything where you could just ask like your favorite author about a random thing in their story and like one of the things during that time that a lot of people were asking about after goblet of fire is like why does harry keep having to go back to the dursleys like a lot of fans kept bringing that up and kept asking her about it and i don't and like that's when she said, like, oh, there is a bigger reason, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I don't think that when the series started that she had any idea what that bigger, that that was going to be, like, the reason. Like, I don't think that she was doing that because there is, like, this whole thing of, like, Lily's magic protecting Harry. I think she came up with that because so many fans asked her about it because it bothered them so much especially as like the books kept going on and he kept having to go back there the people were like um getting annoyed with it that I think I generally think that because the fans kept asking about it she just came up with that reason because like if you knew that that was the reason the whole time like I said before why not just ask him have somebody bring it up to him and ask him if he wants to do that even if it doesn't make sense for him to want to stay um like as an abused kid at least like pretend to give him the agency to be asked that question and for him to be able to make the choice himself since it is about his own life um but yeah I I really don't think that she thought about it I because like I said JK Rowling when you look at her story she's a pretty lazy ass writer I honestly think that she just wanted I think that she just liked having Harry at the Dursleys at the beginning of every book because if he was there then he always needed then something had to happen for like the magical world to come like either he would be attacked and somebody would have to come save him or he would something would always something exciting that would kind of like ramp up like action in the very beginning of the book around his birthday would always have to happen in order for him to leave that place um 
and so because of that it was just easy I think for her to put him back at their house all the time which like if they weren't horribly abusive would be fine but it's like you wrote them that way why write them as horribly abusive as they were and not be willing to like change in any way and then like keep putting him there and just not write him with any like real empathy like when so this is a story um when I was in high school before Order of the Phoenix came out um because that didn't come out until I was in college one of my best friends and I we were talking about Harry Potter and the friend that I went to see the first movie with um we were talking about Harry Potter in general and she told me that she doesn't like Harry and I was like what like how can you not like Harry and I say that or the phoenix didn't come out yet because she thought that Harry was like mean rude and like too angry and was like not nice to his friends and I was like shocked and I was like are you kidding like he's he's like he's under so much pressure and you think that he's too not nice enough and like the thing that like blows my mind when I think about that is that this friend knew that I was in the same abusive situation as Harry was like all of my friends knew that like there, it was not a like a a secret in my life at all that I hated I didn't like my parents it was not a secret that I hated my dad like my friends were witness to sometimes my dad doing horrible things like he used to come by randomly and just and would like make comments about how I was about how fat I was or would just start arguments or like it was like a thing with my friends that like every time I was actually talking about this on TikTok this week. I saw this video of someone asking, like, what it was, what was it like hanging out and stuff when in the 90s before cell phones. And so I was remembering how when I was in like high school and stuff, that when I would hang out with my friends, when we would like be in the, in a car, like nobody would ever know where we were because we didn't have cell phones or anything, which was really nice for me because when I was hanging out with them, I, we could just like be driving around doing fun things and there was no way for my parents to get a hold of me but I also remembered that like when we would go back to like my the one of my best friend's house like the house that my mom and dad knew where I was like I can remember so many times us going back to one of their houses and planning and we were wanting to hang out more and then that person's mom telling telling um us that my mom had called and wanted me to go back home and so then I would have to go back home and it was like the mood would like immediately deflate because I had to go back home and so like everyone I lived with every lived with everyone I was best friends with like my the group of friends that I had they all knew how how horrible my dad was how much I hated him how scared I was of him and all of that sort of stuff. And so, like, the fact that she knows... that <laughs> She knows that Harry is in an abusive family situation and is telling someone 
who is also in an abusive family situation that the abused child is too mean and like too angry like do you know do people who aren't do you un do people understand how damaging that is to hear like it's so shameful to tell somebody who's in an abusive situation that you're too mad about it like i i understand that you're living in fear every day but could you just like rein in like some of that anger even though like you're you, you as your like best friend is one of the only people in the world that you can actually be angry around because you don't feel safe doing it around your family um can you still like reel it back in because it's a little bit too much for me for you to act like a human being like it's like the whole thing of that we have to act like a perfect victim all the time. Like, I was ranting about this in therapy this week when I was thinking about all of this with Harry Potter, about how much people, like, people know that he's abused, and but, like, J.K. Rowling didn't care, like, didn't write the story in a way that really made sense where abused kids would trust anybody within that story. And then also, people in the fandom will sometimes call Harry an asshole and stuff, and I'm like... How does nobody have any sympathy or, like, empathy or anything at all for this kid that was going through, like, literal, like, hell during the entire series, basically? Um, It's just, like, mind-boggling to me of how, like, I was ranting to my therapist this week about how, like, when I was in middle school, when I was in, like, seventh grade, I missed, like, half, basically, of the year in seventh grade because I was... I just didn't want to leave my house. Um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> and that was when I was having, like, a mental breakdown. And um, and I always wonder, like, if I went to school every day and, like, cried in all of my classes, would, like, the school had, like, stepped in? Would, like, I have had to see a guidance counselor? Would they Would they have, like, figured out that something was really wrong at home? But, like, because I went to school every day and was just, like, numb and, like, didn't, like, show any emotions on the outside, nobody did anything because I wasn't looking like what the perfect little, like, child abuse victim is supposed to look like according to people who've never experienced it before. And, like, it's just that this happens too much in, like, the Harry Potter fandom. Like, like, look at his life. Like, I feel like people don't completely understand how much pressure he was under, like, every moment of every day in that entire series. Like, imagine being, like, 11 years old, and you've been horribly abused your entire life, like, where they treat you basically like a live-in maid. You have to live in a closet. You're told horrible things about yourself every day, treated like less than a human being, told that your parents were garbage only to go to this magical world where where things are supposed to be better but as soon as you get there you find out that you are somehow this mythical like person that everybody there knows because everyone expects you to be able to kill like the personification of evil in that world that nobody else has been able to kill and like people are so afraid of this guy that they won't even say his name But you as an 11-year-old child is told that you're, like, basically supposed to somehow figure out how to kill him. And if you don't, nobody else is going to be able to figure it out because no one else has been able to do it. 
So every day, every person you interact with, no matter where you go in the wizarding world, you know that no matter who it is, if you don't figure this shit out, even though all the adults around you won't tell you anything at all about your life or what you're supposed to do or anything that would be helpful, you know that entire time that if you don't save like these people, all of these people you meet are going to die. Every single person you ever meet or see or even interact with in a small way in the wizarding world is going to die or be tortured and then die if you can't figure out how to fix it. <laughs> like, I want anyone to deal with all of that and be a teenager and have to keep going back to your abusive family and seeing all of these adults around you say that they love you and care about you but continue to do absolutely nothing about you having to go back to your abusive family and just keep making you go back there and don't even bring up the fact that you could, like, stay literally anywhere else on planet Earth and not help you at all and then be, like, really nice and calm and rational about everything. Like, go ahead. I'm sure that you will fail because that's impossible. But that's, like, what this story of this this fucking story is it's just the thing that kills me too is that like there's things within the story that I'm like I genuinely don't know why JK Rowling thought that anyone would look at this and like these characters and so like the what I mean about like the Weasleys like with Molly in the second book her children have to take like the flying car to literally break harry out of his house like there's there's iron bars on his window he's basically a prisoner and he can't leave like his they're not gonna let him leave to go to school they have to break him out because he doesn't have another way of getting out and so they break him out they get him away from there and they bring him back to the dursleys and, you know, she's like, why the fuck did you steal our family car? And they tell them, they tell her what happened. And she makes a joke about like, oh, you should be, you should feel lucky that I haven't put bars on your windows. And then just lets him go back there. Why would you as a parent ever hear that these people that are, that are supposed to somehow protect him in some way? are literally keeping him prisoner in their house and you're like yeah it's fine that he goes back there at the end of every year I'm sure everything will be great even though they're keeping him prisoner I'm sure that's fine I'm not gonna step in and do anything even though I have a house where his best friend lives and that I could easily have him stay here he can take care of himself money-wise like, we could even contribute from that. and But no, I'm not going to offer that. Or I'm not going to offer that he could just stay in, like, Hogsmeade or, like, Diagon Alley in that one hotel that he's in for a bit in the third book for throughout, like, this summer instead of having to go back or stay with literally anyone else in the world besides 
going to the Dursleys. I'm not going to do that. But you're also supposed to look at me as like this nice, wonderful, caring mother that is a good mom to all of her kids that is loving and beautiful after doing that. It doesn't make any sense. Like, this is why I never liked Molly. And I was like, no, I don't like you. I don't trust you. You remind me of my mom. And it like, it was interesting. Like when I was younger, when I was reading them, I, I like, I knew that, but I, I wasn't completely aware that that's what was bothering me so much about, about it. But I will, it's, it bothers me so much that this happens and like people don't even, the people don't even, didn't even think about it. Like, why wouldn't you think about it? Like, why would that not, why would JK Rowling not realize? And like, the thing about it is that it like, generally, basically kind of ruined some of the big moments in the books because like, for instance, I didn't give a shit when Dumbledore died because I didn't like him. I didn't trust him after like the second book when Harry kept having to go back to the Dursley still. And, like, I know that a lot of people don't like Dumbledore because he's, especially after Order Phoenix, because he, like, was not talking to Harry about anything until he finally, like, lost his shit when Sirius died. Um, but, like, I didn't really trust him at all from the very beginning. And, or, like, in the very last book, when Molly has her whole not my daughter, you bitch moment, I didn't care about that because I don't care about Molly. I didn't care. I didn't. I never liked Ron and Hermione because I felt like Ron was too mean. And I feel like the way that, um, the way that JK Rowling wrote them as like her and her ex basically like working out, uh, makes sense. But like, I, I didn't, I wasn't invested in them and I was, and Harry and Ginny makes no sense at all when it comes to like actually looking at their characters and I could see that because I wasn't invested at all in the Weasley family. I didn't want to be a part of the Weasleys. Not really. Like, because I was like, how is this any different? Like, th- this is still... I really liked Arthur. But... And I wanted... I liked Harry's scenes with Arthur. Like, um, like what if my favorite scenes with Arthur and Harry was like... And like the third book when he's trying to tell him not to go after Sirius Black and he's being really sincere about it that he cares about him and please don't do that and Harry's like why would I do that um but he was at least trying to warn him without telling him all of that um and then of course like the scene in Aura the Phoenix when he sees Arthur being attacked and it freaks out and they go and they actually find him and and help him because of what Harry saw like I was more I felt more of a connection between the two of them than Harry and Molly because Molly like I'm sorry but if you find out that someone is putting iron things on people's windows to keep a child stuck so they cannot leave the house and go to school and your reaction is you guys should be lucky that I don't put iron bars on your windows to your kids basically like almost like threatening them um in like that way that's not all right I'm not okay with that I wasn't okay with like and the other stuff with her like sending like the howler to school and um just that was like too over the top and like embarrassing for him in a way that it didn't need to be 
and there's just so many other things like that and it's like these were like big plot things that were going on in the book like to not be invested in like really any of the romantic pairings that they did not really care as much when Dumbledore died not feel like that emotional resonance when like Molly had her moment at the end of the book because you're not invested because I wasn't invested in the Weasleys and the reason why I wasn't as invested in the Weasleys as everyone else is because I was a fucking abused kid and watched the Weasleys see how bad Harry was being abused and them doing nothing to help him like that it's kind of funny that the friend that I was talking about that was like Harry's too angry um she really always really loved Ron (laughs) So uh, that's why she thought that, because she, like, really loved Ron, and, like, she um, always had a crush on, like, the guy who played the actor, the actor who played him, even though that's, like, weird, now that I'm thinking about it, because he was, you know, much younger than us at the time, but he was the oldest actor, at least, but still, um... She always liked Ron and identified with him because her family was poor, like mine was poor. Um, like both of our families were pretty much in the equal place when it came to never having any money. But like that it, I feel like that shows how easy it is when you're especially when you're reading those books to just look at Harry and be like and be jealous of him. Like the way that Ron was jealous of him. Like, oh you have money. I'm like, yeah, but I have the entire weight of the wizarding world on my shoulders. I'm, like, constantly being isolated and bullied at school, depending on what's going on. People are constantly trying, are, like, a killer that is that killed my parents is, has been stalking me and my friends since I was 11 years old, trying to kill me every year. And then I, and I still have to go back to my abusive family every, at the end of every year and nobody bothers to help me and won't tell me anything about my own life and even ask me what I want to do before things happen because they don't actually treat me like a human being so like yeah I have money but um the rest of this stuff sucks ass (laughs) so it's like okay all right um but it's just so frustrating how (sighs) JK Rowling did that like she wrote him It's like, if you're going to write a character as an abused kid, actually write them that way. Like, follow through with it. Don't just, like, write him like that to give him a good backstory and then not write him as, like, actually somebody who would feel that way. Because it's just, he wouldn't trust adults, especially ones that wouldn't help him. It's just, I know I keep repeating that, but it's just, it's so overly frustrating. The thing I, like, I can so clearly remember when I was, I I wish, the thing I want to, like, try to end this whole diatribe with is why I wish people understood, like, how devastating it was as, like, somebody going through that sort of abuse continuing to read these books and seeing more and more people find out and know about what he was going through at the Dursleys and how devastating it was at the end of every book to see him still have to go back there like the one I remember the most is the end of Goblet of Fire and I think that's why a lot of fans ended up asking her about it which like forced her to come up with a reason 
because like you know the end of Goblet of Fire is a lot there's it's just trauma on top of trauma um like all of these things that they've been building up towards has happened like Harry just saw one of his classmates get murdered in front of him because they decided to both win instead of him just taking it and he's like strapped to a grave where they where his like worst enemy that killed his parents that's been trying to kill him and his friends every year of school so far for now the fourth year like takes some of his blood and he sees him come back to life right in front of him he's able to get away from him so he doesn't kill him but then he has to like bring his friend's dead body back he sees his dad break down and and he sees everyone realize what happened and he tells everybody what that Dumbledore's back or Dumbledore's back that Voldemort's back and then immediately after that he's taken away by one of his teachers who's actually secretly somebody else who's been acting like a spy the entire year and he tries to kill him it's like so after all of that the end of that book like harry goes through all of that knowing that voldemort is back that the person that he's supposed to kill who killed his parents is back that like all of the that he's in huge amounts of danger now and there's nothing and like the end of that book like the end of that book like reading the end of that book where he's like emotional his friends are emotional and they and he and you realize that he's just going back to the Dursleys again was like really devastating like I can remember being in the library at school like I remember um I had study hall in my junior year like everyone has study hall but I think my last couple years of high school I had like an extra study hall time because I like had enough credits to graduate and I remember sitting in the library at study hall and reading like that whole like end part of the book and like being really emotional and crying and stuff um seeing him go through all of that and I can so clearly remember thinking like okay like he's definitely not going to go back to the Dursleys anymore because now all of these things that have been, like, talked about, like, have been built up for are now happening. So now things are going to change. Like, I don't know how to describe, like, but compared to, like, other... Like, if you compare it to, like, other, like, young adult sort of um, series like this, like the Percy Jackson series by Rick Riordan is like so much better than the Harry Potter series it's almost an insult to compare the two of them because Rick Riordan writes that series way 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 better but like in the Percy Jackson series like the first like the in the first book is when like his mom and, and him like, his, he's not aware that his dad is, like, a Greek god. That's what that that world is based on, kids of Greek gods. And so, like, in the very first book, he doesn't know that his dad is a Greek god. And then he, they, he finds out about all of that stuff and goes to, like, the camp and they're supposed to go to. And 
his mom is like um and his and his mom gets attacked by like someone that she was like dating and then and you think that she died and then you find and he finds out like later that she's okay that she didn't die everything's all right but like the very beginning of that book is like it'd be like if every book after that he like he like had to go back to the original school that he was like expelled from like the beginning of that book he gets expelled from a school and that's when all of this stuff starts happening and a monster attacks him and seemingly kills his mom even though that's not true um but he thinks it is it'd be like at the beginning of every book he just goes back to like the same school where one of the people from the camp is one of his teachers and they just never bring up the fact that like that he isn't who he says he is and they just keep making him go back like in the in the Percy Jackson story it was part of the plot that like he kept getting expelled from these schools because like the ways that his powers and stuff were manifesting and because he was being attacked by like monsters that and like the school wouldn't understand what was happening with that so when that stuff would happen they would kick him out um and they made it as part of the plot because of that that like him and his mom had to like move around a lot and he was and after a couple years of that he was like trying to stay at like a school for an entire for more than like a year so that he could to like make the stress less on his mom but like they made it as part of the plot that that happened like in every kind of series like this where there's like a magical world that the like people in the in the story find out about there's always like you know a family that they're staying with or like there's or they're like stuck at a school that people don't like where nobody likes him or there's always something like that that is like the thing that represents the thing in their life that that isn't making them happy that they then because they find out about this magical world they break away from that and they never have to go back to it and you never and it never gets brought up again like like Percy Jackson's mom doesn't go back to dating like the horrible shitty person she was in the first book that was actually like a monster trying to kill Percy like that like that doesn't happen she ends up finding a new guy that is actually a really nice guy like the story moves forward like Percy like moves forward but like the dirt like Harry always having to go back to the Dursleys is like it's it's like him always going back to the beginning like when you introduce a family like that you like assume that you're you're like they're going to disappear from the story but like the fact that they kept even though all of these other things were happening they kept forcing him to go back there like I don't think anybody expected them to be part of like the Dursleys to be part of like every single book they really shouldn't have been and like so it's like it's like backwards like like it shouldn't be like that like it's like he is seemingly making progress but every time he does he has to go back there so all of his progress almost gets like dialed back to the beginning because he has to go back to like being in that place and feeling like that again and 
it's yeah I just I can so clearly remember reading uh, Goblet of Fire and crying at the end of it and just feeling like so defeated that even after all of that all of that horrible shit that now Voldemort is back and will be like looking for him and wanting to kill him even after all of that that he still has to go back there and it's like so ironic because like he like the thing that is so horrible about it being in Goblet of Fire 2 is that in the beginning of that book is when they all go to the Weasleys before they do the Triwizard Tournament so they you know that he can just stay at the Weasleys because he did it already him and Hermione did it already and it's like things like that that just are so aggravating like in the beginning of Order of the Phoenix, when he does, when they finally do get him and he, like, loses it because he's so, like, scared and anxious and stressed out, like, why was Hermione staying with the Order the entire time but Harry wouldn't be there? Like, it just doesn't make, when you think about, like, what's going on in the book, like, why would you ever leave him out there as a sitting duck? Like, Whatever his mom protection wouldn't have been wouldn't wasn't gonna save him from like an actual real attack, because he was really attacked at that house multiple times, and he was in actual danger when that was happening. Like that, it clearly didn't save him from that stuff. So like, if you knew that there's this horrible maniacal person that has wanted to murder him since he was a baby, who has now come back to life, who has all this power, he's the only one that can stop him. And why would you ever put him into the into a house with a bunch of people who don't know anything about the wizarding world, don't give a shit about it, wouldn't tell him anything that so he has no way of knowing what's going on. Like I think that's the thing that's most upsetting to me is is like remembering those scenes like when he was having to lay outside underneath the window to like listen to the news reports to, and was scared every night listening to it wondering if Voldemort was out there hurting people and he didn't know about it and listening to the news that way because it was the only way he could to find out if everyone was okay or not like he should never have been the one to be separated from everybody else he should be she should have been he never should have gone back there especially after that after Voldemort came back, like, why would you ever have him go back there? It, like, doesn't make sense within, like, the context of the story. Like, you could always do the cliffhanger that, like, he was going to go and, like, be introduced to the Order and as, like, a good way to kind of make people excited even more to see, like, what happens in the next book. But, like, there really isn't a real reason as to why they wouldn't have just brought him there right away. Like, why, why not? Like, he's in so much danger being at the Dursleys they don't know anything about what's happening they don't care and he has nobody there to help him why not keep him somewhere where you know where he is it just it's so demoralizing honestly like this is like the thing with it with Harry Potter with the character that I think is the hardest for me to handle like, all of the rest of it is just so blaringly obvious. I think the thing that makes me so sad about it is that it there's so many people that just didn't even think about that. Like, so many people that I've talked to, I've had to explain this to them. Like, why I don't like the Weasleys and things like that. Or, like, why I didn't trust any of the adults. Because they're doing exactly what everybody does that I don't like. Like, you can say that you're there to help a kid, but if you're not 
willing to do anything at all and just ignore the fact that they're being abused, you're not actually helpful. So you're not actually as good of a person as you say you are. So I don't trust you. And so I don't know who I'm supposed to trust in this story since you guys are the ones that are meant to be trustworthy. But I don't trust you because you show that you aren't trustworthy, but everyone acts like that's not happening. It's just... This really sucks. Like, it really, it really sucks. It really sucks that this, like, there's so many things that suck a lot, a lot about J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter, but I will say, at least from, like, the perspective of seeing, like, characters that have gone through, like, child abuse, like, similar to what I have, um, it doesn't happen a lot, but, like, it's really disappointing that a series that was so hugely like known by everyone in the world basically had a character like that and they just fell back on the worst possible tropes when it came to abuse kids like you could have shown people what they should do but you didn't